In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. All right. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. This is a variant edition episode. Uh, we do this between trades. Uh, comic Exposure is a podcast where we talk about comic books, normally a trade or a graphic novel. Uh, but this is in between those things. We kind of like to hang out and just talk about comic book stuff and nerd stuff and just, just kind of chit-chat. Uh, this is Comic Exposure. Like I said, you can find us on a bunch of different places. Uh, if you're listening to us, you probably found us on the website, www.comicexposure.com. Or on the iTunes, you searched for us there, and you probably already like, you know, reviewed it and gave us like five stars. That'd be great. Uh, and you can find us on the Twitter at Comic Exposure on the Facebook www.comicexposure.com. Oh no, that's what that's Facebook.com/slash Comic Exposure. I don't even know what I'm talking about. You found us one of those ways. Yeah, you found us one of those ways. To this. Or maybe you were like searching porn and like you typed in comic exposure, XX exposure. And you actually, you got us instead. It, yeah, you got us instead. That's yeah. how we do it. We can put that, we put that as one of our tags for our, <laughs> our everyone, every single podcast. Um, XX exposure. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I'm Josh and with me is my podcast partner in crime. Travis. All right. I liked your radio that, that voice. Travis. Travis. Uh, so... Uh, this is a between the trade because right now. there's not enough time in our hour long trade episodes to discuss all there is happening in geek nerd sci fi fantasy culture. There's just not enough time. Oh, there isn't. There isn't. And no. that's what I want to talk to you about first, Josh. All right. We are reading, yeah. and we will we we do not discuss. Um, no. Our opinions on it. Although I did get a vulgar gesture from Josh at the end of the last podcast <laughs> about the current trade we were reading from this um, for this next big trade episode. Yeah. Um, and if you are reading along with us, you know that the um, the trade we have picked, uh, Frank Miller's uh, Daredevil run, and we'll talk more about that in depth next week, is a long one. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's a long a doozy. one. And I'm having a hard time squeezing in. Time to read these comics. I love reading comic books, and normally it's it, it, I can do it at my leisure. Yeah, you know. But this is the first one that's really felt. I'm not going to discuss the content, but I'm talking about just the um, the length alone. Yeah, makes it really feel like homework. Oh, it, it does feel. It feels like like uh, it feels like a job. It feels like I'm, I'm like working at it, and not content wise, but just because it's really long. We were talking about how long it is. It's definitely. Like three trades worth of stuff. It's got to be. It's something. It's like one fifty eight to one sixty nine or something. It's like it's like a. It's more than well. That. It is page it's, numbered, so it's over three hundred pages. Yeah, it's like three hundred pages of Daredevil that we're reading. Um, but we are like, I would agree with you. This is the one where I've been like, man, and I finished it. I finished it today, right? So I finished it before mm-hmm. we before we're actually supposed to talk about it. Even I finished it a day, like a couple days before we're actually gonna sit down and talk about it. So that's kind of nice. Um, so, but. So what I've been saying yeah. is um, I've had zero time to read anything else. Now, <laughs> I like reading books that are comic books. Yeah. With the podcast, that has been a little bit harder to do, which is fine because there's been such a variety of genres yeah. and, and writers and everything like that. And I like that. But with some of the other trades, I've been able to oh, I'll read, finish a trade in a night or two and then go back to my, yeah. uh, my literature readings. <laughs> uh, not so with this week. So I want to talk about this. How do you like to read your comics? Like, as far as um, with your in, when you sit down and you and you, you you have your pull box or you have a trade, like, what's the best environment? What's the best time for you to sit down and, and read this? How do you make time for comics? In because you are one of the busiest people I know. <laughs> well, uh, when I when I when I used to have like a great system, I used to have a fantastic system. Uh, last year, uh, when I was teaching, I had two prep hours because. I taught like an early morning class, mm-hmm. and so I had two hours in the middle of the day, and then lunch. So I had like, and don't which they give you for things like grading, <laughs> yeah, or, uh, grading, uh, and counseling with one students. hour. One hour was um, I was off contract for one hour okay. because I taught an hour early, and they couldn't give me the last hour of the day off. Right. So I had one off contract hour in the middle of the day. Yeah, like f off hour in the middle of the day. Yeah. So and it tied to my lunch period, which was fantastic, right? Uh, so I used to have a perfect system. On Wednesdays, I would go to Greg's, which is right up the road from where I work. 
Uh, I would get my pull. I would go back to my classroom, and I would do you, that. You're, you're pulling comics. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I would go go to my pull list. <laughs> Close. <laughs> go okay. to my pull list from uh, Greg's, and I would get to my get to my classroom. I would shut the door, and I would oh, read, oh, still read comics, my, right? Still comics, okay. still comics. <sighs> and I would read my I would read my stack right there because it was quiet. I didn't have to like. There was no one. I was no thing I had to do. There's like. N- at home, there's always like a kid or a wife, love you, babe, and other stuff that I kind of like have to take care of. So this is a perfect system. Even though you were off contract, did you ever have like a fellow employee or like a principal or an administrator walk in while you're reading a comic book? And because they don't have in their heads who's got what for prep hour or if you're yeah. off hour officially or things like that, have they ever like walked in and been like, um... Is that a issue with Superman? Uh, no, I've had I've <laughs> yes, had it is. I've, <laughs> I've had colleagues come in while I'm reading comic books, but no one ever said. I mean, I I wear my nerddom on my sleeve, right. so coming into my classroom is a clear indication. And if you're a good teacher, people leave you alone. Yeah, and they really, they trust do. what you're doing. So, so. Um, I know I've had people see that I read comics, but I've never had anybody go, "Shouldn't you be grading?" I mean, I say that to myself. Yeah, uh, but that was well, the perfect teacher system. says that. Yeah. Every, every time you're reading a comic book, no matter what part of what time of day or what yeah. time of year, the question is, shouldn't I be grading? Yeah, usually. Um, but So that was a perfect system last school year. But this school year, my system fell apart. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of my master's program. Uh, so any free time I have during the day is devoted to like commenting on BS posts on my master's classes website. Um, so my comic reading, I am, I, we talked about this on a different issue. I am super behind on like two books. And one of them finished, and I didn't. Even, I did not even know that it finished. That's how like far back I was in it. So I didn't know that it finished. Um, but I got super far back, and so I was just piecemealing little things. And anything that was a tough read, I wasn't. I wasn't reading. So these books that took a little more for me because they were like. Um, so mind management is a book by Matt Kent, and it, it was like super. It's super in depth. There's like stuff you out of a read along the like the spine Fine of it. Up. All this weird stuff. And it's like super. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So that one, I just, I just didn't. I stopped reading. It's called I, what? Uh, mind management. Mind management. It's super good. Super good. Cool. Uh, I didn't have time to sit down and and like sift through it. So it got put aside. And I was reading bubblegum comics. And so like you, I just whatever superhero That's fun stuff. And stuff like yeah, that, yeah, stuff like that. I wasn't really too concerned with. Uh, this year, my comic. Reading, I call them shitter comics. <laughs> uh, comics that like I'm. I'm not. Def- I'm definitely not reading it for uh, any sort of like. Man, that's the most deepest story I've ever I've ever read. Right. right? So last last episode we talked about She Hulk. Oh, and that's she, perfect. for She Hulk like was bubblegum yeah, reading yeah, yeah, yeah. that I read between stuff. But now usually with the, the train Blink One Eighty Two of uh, of comic books, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, right now I kind of read whenever I can. Usually at night uh, I'll turn on like Friends, so the wife can watch Friends. White noise. Yeah, my, my wife. White will watch, people noise. <laughs> white people. My <laughs> wife will watch Friends, and then I'll sit next to her in bed, and I'll read whatever we're, we're doing. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you 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 kind of carve time at the end of the day for comics yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So what is your normal routine for reading stuff? What do you do? Uh, Bubble bath, candles. I have. I have. I, last night, the Daredevil was in the bath with me. Because <laughs> I listen. I'm not afraid to sh- say this, man. Sometimes I need a bath. Sometimes I need a soak. I don't call it a bath. I call it a soak. That's disgusting, dude. I call it a soak, man. But you're like, you're stewing in your own juices, buddy. I call it a soak. It's not like after I've gone and it's like the gym and I jump <laughs> in the bath. It's like, you know what? I want to relax and I want to read me some Daredevil and I want to fart and I want it to like boil <laughs> up the water your own and jets. just stew in my own scent. I love it. Yeah. Maybe put some Epsom salts in there. It's been a, a weary day. I'm not a bath person. I, I couldn't get into that. I and can't. the best part is because I don't give a shit about the condition of my comics anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter if like water gets on it or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Especially like a trade. Like really, if we're reading trades, what do you... Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, no. what are you saving for? This trade might be worth money someday. That's no, it will not <laughs> be. <It's> not. No. <laughs> um, so. so, but normally I would read. I I do all my reading, whether it's comics or whatever. Um, uh, bef- like about hour before, I read an hour before I go to sleep. Yeah. Just almost every night, just because that's what puts me to sleep. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes it stinks though, because you get caught in like when I was when before dare there. I feel like I need to like piece my time. There's the before daredevil, before daredevil, and after daredevil. BDD, yeah, 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 BDD. exactly. <laughs> and before daredevil, I was reading uh, the saga series, mm-hmm. and that was one that was tough to read before bed because I would be you know the hour would go by and I should be asleep, and I'm like, oh, I want to see what yeah, happens finishes, next. Yeah. You know, and the art on that, there's a lot to look at. So I prefer reading before I go to sleep in, in kind of all occasions. But 
I have found that it is tougher now because um, of things we're going to talk about in next episode. You know. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's that's my uh, my take on that, and I want to see where you're at because as I was reading this week, and I and I wanted to address this because I know if you're if you're a listener and you're reading along, you probably feel our struggle on this, not because of the content necessarily, but it is, because it of of the length of it. And I didn't know when I when when I was like, let's read Daredevil, this is so your idea that too. it was that it was like this, but you, it's coming out, man. Oh, and it I is. think it's gonna be big. I I'm think it's su- gonna be I'm big. I'm super excited. For I this think show. you're gonna see Daredevil strewn across billboards, t-shirts. Every, kids at your school are gonna be talking about Daredevil. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for it. Pretty yeah. excited for it. But we'll save all the excitement for the Daredevil show. Exactly. You know what I want to talk about really quick? I think that we should do. Uh, Daredevil TV podcast. I think we should do a couple episodes, like maybe like a bonus edition. Yeah, where we watch like the first half of the season, or a whole separate podcast, just Daredevil yeah. podcast. Yeah, where we talk about like the first half of the season and then the second. I don't even know how many episodes are on this thing. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, because you can binge watch it all if you want. I'm yeah. guessing nine or twelve. Yeah, that would be my guess. Somewhere in there, uh, somewhere in that. The range. production value looks pretty high, and I know like Vincent D'Onofrio and stuff like that. Yeah. Those guys don't come cheap, and no. and so they're not gonna um, blow their wad on. Um, um, a show that's not people aren't going to like, yeah, like yeah. a like that, uh, or like they a, pay Vincent Arrested D'Onofrio. Development that didn't do as well as I think people expected. Yeah. I think like Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio, they're like, yeah, can you be in this? And he, and they like they have to pay him. They're like, okay, so you're in like the last two episodes yeah, yes, out of twenty four. Okay. Yeah. You're in the last two. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's that's where I was. I like I'm always curious as to how people read. Um, I listen to some other podcasts about comic books, and there are people who read way more books than I do every week. Uh, so like I fanboy, they, they talked about like, like 18 comic books in their stack. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you, how do you read 18? Mm-hmm. Like you pick up that many. My poll list is usually like five is a big, right. It's a big week if I've got but five in there. For, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to I fanboy or stumbled across it yeah. because they're definitely on the front of comic book podcasts and they've been doing it for years. Yeah. One of the first comic book podcasts. So you're taking a deep dive with us at this point. Um, you can hear the weariness in them. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've lost a, a host. It's the two of them. There's, there's always an undertone of like, how long are they going to be doing this for? Cause they, they both have real, yeah. they both have jobs now. It used to be that their job was the podcast. Well, they had the website too. They like yeah, a and the website. Yeah. And, the website. and they were, they were kind of paid for that. But now that they have other jobs, you can, you can feel the, the kind of, um, tension of them having to read these yeah. um, comics every week. But I've, I've managed to, even while we're reading Daredevil, I managed to like carve out some time because probably because I'm on break. Yeah. So I'm on spring break right now. So I read East of West finally after a super long time of wanting right. to read it. It is so good. Oh man, super fantastic. I read the first volume of it. Super great. Uh, but then I read like my, I've read my weekly stuff this week and last week, save right. for I think one or two things. Yeah, but, I've just been so swamped this yeah. week, man. It's been crazy because I want to get this Manhattan project that you that you uh that I birthdayed uh, you. Yeah, he birthdayed me. <laughs> oh birthdayed me all over. Um All right, so here's what I want to talk about today. Okay. I think this is gonna shift into two different uh topics. Okay. Um Secret Wars. Have you heard about Secret yeah, Wars? Yeah, I've heard about Secret okay. Wars. Okay. Do you know how much I care about Secret Wars? How much you care about Secret Wars? Not at all. Okay. I could I could not care less about Secret Wars. I want to talk about this. Okay. So for those of you who don't know about Secret Wars, Marvel's been um, pumping this big uh, event that's yeah. coming up in May. Yeah. Um, so you know, month it's like the big summer event, big summer stuff, event, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna um, talk about events. So let's start there. Yeah. Um, events. Uh, when I was growing up reading comic books, one of the ways they would try to increase sales is during the summer months when people had off school and yeah. the majority of the readership have had off school, um, they would put these big events on. We're pretty much all the continuity would stop and it would focus all the writers and artists would have to kind of get together and focus on one story and the idea was that the event at the end of the event at the end of the summer something would be changed in the universe yeah. or some big plot line would be wrapped up or opened up and it would it would give a, a way for writers and artists to bring in new ideas and kind of reset things um, what are some of the events that you remember uh, growing up? Um, the big ones you had, like, there was, it wasn't Secret Wars, didn't there? Or was there another, was it called Secret Wars before? There was Secret Wars in 1984. Yeah, like, I remember those, I have uh, some of those old comic books mm-hmm. laying around, like the old Secret War ones. I remember, they used to do big events all the time, so mm-hmm. whether it was, like, um, Death of Superman was a huge event. Remember Funeral for a Friend? Mm-hmm. 
that took over every comic book in DC, uh, Justice League, and all these other ones had their funeral for a friend uh, issues. That was a huge one that I remember. Uh, when I was reading comics, though, I read a bunch of Image stuff, and Image has never been a big shared universe place. So my comics were always like pretty non-giant event stuff, but Marvel and DC do these things mm-hmm. all the time. All the time, all yeah. The time. Here are some of the events that I remember. You can you can chime in, yeah. and some of them are good, some of them are bad. I think my favorite event, and because it was, it was the perfect age for it, Age of Apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean the like the it was it didn't make, I I try I bought the like the the trade of it you know <laughs> yeah. and that's like longer way longer than Daredevil yeah uh, but it, it as an adult I'm like oh you just hodgepodge bunch of stuff together but I really like the art. Of it, yeah. it was like really stylized and like everything like that a twelve year old wanted to see in comic book. It's like your best heroes, but like just punk rocked out. Yeah, everything was punk rock. Like yeah. other costumes were punk rock. Remember, Iceman was all like yeah. cut out and looked like like some kind of weird tree creature yeah, just covered was, in ice. Yeah. And it, like Gambit had the externals and they were in space. I, I love that one, and that one did wonders for them. Yeah, and I think. There were events before that, like the 1984 Secret yeah. War. And the first Secret War in 1984 was, I believe, like the Watcher or the Collector. Basically, he just he cobbled together um, characters from different universes and different uh, genres in Marvel and just put them in like Mortal Kombat-style battle mode. <laughs> which, is, which is so comic book. Yeah. It's so comic book. Well, he, well yeah, it's comic book. And it's I so, feel like video games kind of stole yeah. from that idea, yeah. you know? Um. But um, and then I'm gonna think of some more. No Man's Land, Batman. Remember yeah. when the earthquake yeah. happened? Oh yeah, dude, I had that one. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was a decent event yeah. too. I liked that event because it was Gotham. Is it's the first time we see, see Gotham completely destroyed for um a a long period of time. Yeah, uh, there was um onslaught where Professor Xavier turns into onslaught and they have to like ever there was the, in the 90s everything was built yeah. around the X-Men. Well that was yeah, that was a super X-Men event that and you had then, a bunch of And then I think too. a really important one that that the movies are borrowing from is of course Civil War. Yeah. Right? With which is kind of a Captain America Tony Stark yeah, led America, event Tony Stark. where um politics of these two characters divides the whole Marvel universe. And that's supposed to bleed. That's the next Captain America movie. So after uh Age of Ultron uh, is going to be uh, Captain America Civil War, right? So the mm-hmm. next summer, that's the big movie. So are they going to have, like, um, Cap? And Is it going to be... It's going to be... How much is Robert Downey Jr. going to do anymore? Because he's a he's, big part of Civil War. Him, they brought him back for it. He's, like, essentially... Essentially, the new Captain America movie is going to be another Avengers movie. Okay. Um, so you're going to get... Uh, Tony Stark's supposed to play a big role in it, and then they got the rights for Spider-Man. So Spider Man, right? Yeah, be yeah, I heard that. That's Sony and Marvel news. worked out whatever deal, and so they're trying to throw Spider Man into this next. Um, what's the next one? Uh, the Avengers, I think, or the no? He's the... he's going to be in Captain America. That's what okay. he's going to be in. So that'll be his first foray into the Marvel universe, the Marvel movie wow. universe, and then then they're going to do his own movie. Then Sony will put it out along with Marvel, his own his own movie. That's a really interesting way to introduce a huge character. I think it's I don't, I don't think it's going to work. I just think it's going to be I think it's going to be weird placed. I don't know. Here's the only thing that I think it might work is because we've seen so much Spider Man yeah. in the last. 15 years. So we know that who he is. Get. Everyone knows yeah. the origin. So if he was just to show up and it's a different actor, that's that's not a big deal. We know Radioactive Spider. We know, yeah. you know, kind of outsider-ish. We know quirky humor. Yeah. We get it. I feel, just like as comic book fans, how we can accept new Spider-Men yeah. all the time, I feel that now the, the mainstream pop culture has had enough Spider-Man movies they can have that same acceptance when it comes to a Spider-Man. We'll, we'll see. It'll yeah, be the real I think, test. I think you're right. Well, I think we're going to see it happen in Batman versus Superman, too. Because you're going to see... That's a cluster. You're going to see just... Batman's just going to pop up in it. He's already going to be there. But who doesn't know how Batman starts? Like, in... Right. Find some... I, I, I'm sure you can. But I don't think you can find a lot of, like, movie-going audience who doesn't know the gist of Batman. Right. right? Who no. doesn't know... You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Everyone, every, I mean, even, it, I mean, even like the bat. video games. Yeah. Like, even if it just kids play video games, they yeah. know the story of Batman. Yeah. Well, they're gonna dump all those characters in Suicide Squad. You're gonna see their DC's making a Suicide Squad movie, so you're gonna see just all these characters. Like uh, Har- Harley Quinn is just gonna be in there. Uh, the Joker's gonna be in there. Joker's first new movie isn't gonna be in a Batman movie. 
It's going to be in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. So we're just going to throw him out into that movie. And I guess it, it, it'll work. I mean... Mm, it's DC, we'll so see. it might not work. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but so Marvel has that big one coming up, Secret yeah. Wars. Yeah, because like, can, can I, I want to yeah. address this. So if you haven't heard of Secret Wars, it's been this big push for this summer. Yeah. And uh, all the writers and all the podcasts and all the interviews and all the websites, they've been kind of real hush-hush about exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. The only thing they've been saying is going to change the universe forever. And they, but they've been talking about this. They say it's not a reboot. They've removed, they're removing 30 titles, yeah. all the big ones, and they're saying these will return but in like a different form. Yeah. And they're bringing together the Ultimate Universe – like um, Age of Apocalypse, uh, 90s, X, I, 1992 X-Men. It's going to be – but that's going to be an online – it's going to be a web comic only. Oh, it's only web? It's only digital. I don't really read digital comics. I will at least read, read – I want me some Jubilee, dude. The art gave me a boner with Jubilee <laughs> right out front, front, front blowing a bubble. Yeah, Is she yeah, blowing like yeah. the classic Jubilee bubble? Yeah. Oh, I man. I want to pop that bubble it's... in the air. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> They're on our explicit rating. <laughs> uh, so My dicky shorts. There we go. There we go. Still. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's happening. Um, you know what it is? It's just so they can get Miles Morales. I'm going to tell you right now. It's just to get Miles Morales that's what, in the regular universe. Yeah, and those of you who don't know, Miles Morales is um, the young black Spider-Man. Yeah, ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, ultimate Spider-Man, uh, who sells phenomenally. People mm-hmm. love it, you know? But he doesn't get to play around in the regular Marvel universe because he's in the Ultimates universe. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing I'm talking about. I found out today in researching this. I'm like, I've been hearing about this, but I don't yeah. know about it. They call the regular Marvel 616. Uni- 616. And I kept seeing this in all these articles yeah. about the Secret Wars. They said, we're going to take the 616 universe and blend it in on all these other things. And I was like, six? I didn't look it up. <laughs> and I guess that's what they call like this Earth continuity yeah. that all the major one that we're yeah. familiar with for the last, oh, 60 years. Yeah. Um, here, here's what I here's what here's what I think about. I don't read enough. Uh, I'm reading far more Marvel books than I ever used to, but I don't really read enough of the big stuff to care about uh, Secret Wars because mm-hmm. I don't read X Men, I don't read Avengers, I don't read any of the main characters in either of those books. Books, so it doesn't really have a whole lot on me. I read Daredevil. It's really the only main one I read, and Hawkeye. And Hawkeye just did a reboot but it's not really a reboot mm-hmm. i think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a soft reboot because they already did one with that like all new marvel now that happened forever and every one of my comic books had it plastered on the bottom of the issue mm-hmm. ruining the cover art and irritating me to no end they right. finally dropped calling everything all new marvel now and i think that this is their way of like they say it's not a reboot but i think it's gonna be a soft reboot of titles all at one time yeah, it's just a way to shuffle out what's not working and then yeah. put in what's working. And if you notice, and, and a lot of people have been pointing this out online, is that they're taking bold moves with characters lately, like making Thor a woman, yeah. killing, you know, having a different Captain America, yeah. um, and all these different bold moves. Because this summer, if people don't like it, yeah. they can just reset that. It's yeah. like a, Thor was never a woman and all these things. Or, But here's the thing. Lady Thor is outselling... Thor's the run right before it. So she will not be going anywhere. <laughs> like, I just read an article on it that she's outselling that one. Um, it's a really good book. It's a good book. And it's we read She-Hulk. Um, Thor is the opposite of She-Hulk. Where She-Hulk focuses on more of like Jennifer Walters, you know, being a lawyer in this. This is like Lady Thor just kicks giant ice monsters butts for like four issues. Wow. Like it's, it's seriously, um, it's essentially a Thor book, but... It's it's Lady Thor, you know. They don't even like to say that. like they don't even like to, Lady of the Thor. But she's just Thor, right? So Thor lost his. Uh, he's just Odin's son because he's no oh. longer Thor. Because if you have the he's hammer, like, you're Thor. Then you're Thor. Yeah. Because whoever possesses his hammer and possesses like the power. What's, yeah. You know the yeah, power of the power rest. Or yeah. Like that. I don't <laughs> yeah. Let's pretend like we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so DC is doing their big event too, right? How many years are we out of See, New 52? I didn't 52? know about this until you showed me the flyer. How many what years are we doing out of New 52? We're doing, uh, is it four years, New 52? I would we're say on, about four years. We're on like book 40 for most of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, so about yeah. four years since New 52. Um, and they're doing, so DC's moving offices from one side of the country to the other. And during that time period, just helpful enough, they're running Convergence, which is all of the universes. Because if you think Marvel has two universes and that's like, 
Oh my gosh. Well, there's more than that, but uh, DC has like a million things going on. And so like 53 it's something it's ridiculous. Yeah. So convergence is like uniting all, but that's what happens. You're like the oldest like comic book, like you've been putting out Superman forever. You have like a thousand versions of them. Uh, and no one wants to like say that version is dead. So you just go, Oh no, he's on a different universe. Right. Right. Uh, so this convergence event is all of the universes converging. See what they did there mm-hmm. together. And essentially it lets them sell a bunch of books for two months while they move offices. So all the continuity, right, yeah, heard about all this the continuity end. goes out the window. The uh, all the continuity goes out the window, and they can just put out these weird books where it's like every Flash together, every Green Lantern together, which is like your favorite, right? If you put every Green Lantern in one book, you will be the happiest man ever. Yeah, it'll be like the X Men the Green Lanterns. <laughs> um, but so they're doing that, and I like again, I could care less about Convergence because I don't want to have to buy, and it probably isn't. I am not the person they're doing this for. You're not the person they're doing no. this for. They're doing this for people who need to know every part of every story. Okay? People who buy monthly stuff like that all the time. Which is uh, what this was leading into is this talk about continuity. Yeah. How important is it to the industry? And uh, first of all, ask that. How important is continuity to – like I'm talking about discuss it with comic fans and non-comic fans, newcomers, and all that good stuff. I think continuity can be, uh, as someone who got back into comic books after being out for so long, um, so right when New 52 kicked off, is right probably about four or five years ago is when I got back into reading comics again. Four, yeah, about there, when New 52 kicked off. Um, and for me, that was like an awesome thing, right? It started over. I could pick up a number one. I wasn't picking up Batman 382, right? We're reading Daredevil for the next one, and we're reading issue 160, like reading issue the late 150s to 170s. Mm-hmm. That's like, and then they kept going up until the 300s. Like it's gone on, right? And that's so much story and so much stuff. And so I think for new readers, it can kind of be like, a, oh man, can I pick up 350? Mm-hmm. What what happened the 349 issues before this? And really, though, I think if you're reading it, and as reading that Daredevil, I didn't need to know one. Let me just drop you right in. Yeah, I didn't need to know one to one fifty-two mm. or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I didn't need to know that. Um, but I think it's intimidating for people who aren't normal comic book readers, and, and that's and that's why they created for that series. It's yeah. different for different series. Yeah, and that's why they created that Ultimates universe, though. That's why Marvel did that. It's because they oh, were yeah. kind of finding a place for new readers. Yeah, it's new readers. All about new readers for the comic book industry. Yeah. Every year, they're like, "How do we get more new, new readers? New yeah. readers? New readers?" Um. For myself as a comic book reader, I don't think I read any books that rely on continuity that much. Right. That I care that much about. So uh, if I'm reading Batman, continuity – I care about story more than continuity. I think that matters more than me – more to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? So I, I thought about this, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about continuity. But I think that's me now as a comic book reader. Because yeah. when I was a, a, a teenager and a young kid, continuity was – Everything. Do you have like a file of it was every... everything. <laughs> no, but I, I but there was like a secret pride in knowing yeah. when this character popped up in the reveal at the end, you know, for the um, cliffhanger, and it looked you, you kind of get a shadow. You're like that's so and so. He hasn't been in it, and like you had studied the history, yeah. you knew it. It was something to take pride in, and it's also something I think that that made you part of a community yeah. of people. Like for X Men people in the '90s, it was all about. Knowing how these characters were connected, what they'd done in the past, what their powers were. And that's why I don't read X Men now. Yeah. Dude, I can't do it. But there, but again, it's like it's like being a huge baseball yeah. fan and oh, knowing yeah. everyone's stats. Yeah, there is something that comes with that. I think, especially for a young reader who gets into it and then learns, 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 learns everything yeah. about the the universe and those characters. I think it's very important to them, and I think that. I can see the frustration when they throw that out the window. On the other hand, coming back as an adult in the comics, I care about the writer and the artist. Yeah. I want to know who is the writer and what's their take on these characters. Is it something – are they going to have a new take on it? Is their dialogue something that I, that I can sink my teeth into? Yeah. Is the art something that I can digest? And then I'll read their run, and if they start it again – Honestly, if a writer that I like is on a series, like if um, Josh Whedon is writing X Men, like he yeah. did, you know, when he I read that when he was writing it, because I'm like, oh, Josh Whedon this is interesting. And I loved it. As soon as he stopped writing it, I didn't even pick up the Neil. Ca- I think Neil Cassidy picked it up, and I didn't even read that that one because I was like, you know what? I like that story. I'm good to go. Yeah, I didn't need to continue reading. 
But the twelve year old me would have been like, "What's going on? You know, yeah. why is this? Why is it sucking now?" Because this is a totally different person controlling these characters. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like, even if continuity is kept, I think that you still see tweaks. And, and my biggest problem is is having an, a writer be too beholden to continuity, right? Um, and and how it can like detract from good story. Right. Okay, so I think Scott Snyder's done some really great stuff on Batman that he could not have done if it weren't for that new 52 shit. If ship. he had to hang into all like, yeah. the 50 years of Batman lore before him. Yeah, and so that kind of gives him a little a little leeway to do something fun. And DC had just put out a press release, and this probably like two weeks ago now, maybe a week ago. They are talking about how they want to focus less on continuity and more on telling good stories. And so this summer after Convergence, a bunch of books are dropped. And a bunch of books are coming back, just just like Marvel's doing. They do this over the summer mm-hmm. to get people to come in and buy some comic books. Uh, so when there's a lull in whatever else is going on, you've got a little free cash over the summer. You go buy some books. Um, there's a couple books that are going to come out in DC that I'm probably going to grab just because they're starting something new. And for me, uh, I feel comfortable jumping in on something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So right now I've heard um, – we went back and, and we went and read Zero Year. Uh, I probably wouldn't have read it had we not done it for the podcast just because I was like, do I need to read everything before it? What's going on? Right. Um, there's something comforting about a number one. Yeah. And the comic industry knows that because they, they Marvel's been doing number ones all the time. Well, think about it if you go into a bookstore and you go to like a um, uh, in the fantasy section, yeah. sci-fi section. And you have all these long anthologies of these sci-fi writers, and there's yeah. like nine books, like like, like Terry Pratchett and things like yeah. that, you know. And you're like, oh, dude, I don't, I can't even go in that section. It's too intimidating because they're not just comics. Oh yeah, they're like 400 to a 1200 page these anthologies, yeah. and you're like, oh man, as, like as like a super nerd. start. I think that the general public feels that way about yeah. comics, but to the extreme of. There's 50 years I don't yeah. know behind that character. As, as, like a, as a guy who read like every Dune book, like literally every Frank Herbert Dune book and all the ones his son wrote too. Oh, man. It's weird to say that loud out loud. But like <laughs> every single one, I would never give someone, here, read the fifth book in this. Yeah. Right? Because you, there's so much you're missing right. out on it. And I don't know if that's necessarily true with comics. Like I said, we're, we're, we, we're reading Daredevil at like one whatever, 158 or whatever it is. And we're jumping into it. And I don't feel lost. No, but it might be because I know. Who and that's and also it's the time that those comics yeah. were being. Yeah, they, there's lots of exposition. Yeah, there, it might be because I know who Daredevil is, and because I have a comics knowledge, anyways, that it doesn't phase me. But we talked about this when Gabby was on the show last week with us, and she said, you know, there was some stuff that she didn't know when we were reading She-Hulk, so she didn't know who certain characters were and stuff like that. And I didn't really know who the characters were except for like kind of knowing them Mm -hmm. so like when hellcat's on there i know i know who hellcat is but i don't you know i don't know everything about Hellcat. and so when he's with spider-man and they say are uh it's so daredevil is in it and so i know daredevil so i know that and you heard gabby she was like i didn't know who it was like once i saw him in his costume like oh it's daredevil okay you don't know matt murdoch yeah Yeah. um if you're not if you're not a big because it's daredevil isn't huge yet so you might not know that name i mean how many people saw that uh the ben affleck movie Right, I didn't see it, <laughs> I didn't. Um, but but that's but that's I think that's kind of the the big thing there is is it can be daunting. I understand like the pride that comes with continuity, and I think I think story is important, and so I think continuity is a major part of a lot of stories. But at the same time, um, I I wish they would just number and runs, man. Like this is whatever issue one of blank of this run of this story and yeah. title the story and then just yeah. have it at that and maybe you need to toss a little exposition at the beginning to let people know a little right. bit about who the character is yeah um but i feel like um the a lot of the stuff i've picked up is stuff that uh lately some new stuff i picked up is stuff that me and my daughter can read so mm-hmm. they're number one stuff so when batgirl switched artists um and they didn't renumber it but they essentially took batgirl and put her in an entirely different part of gotham Changed her situation, did a bunch of different stuff with her. So, like, you literally, you know that this girl's Batgirl, and that's all you need to know. Boom, right. here's a story, right? Uh, Squirrel Girl came out, starts at a number one. We tell them about, we tell them about Squirrel Girl here because yeah. I, I I saw this exact cover today when I was when I was looking at the Secret Wars yeah. and how Squirrel Girl, Howard the Duck, and She Hulk 
they they don't know what to do with because it's yeah. selling and they yeah. don't want it to get mixed up in this whole secret wars thing. Yeah, and so I, I, Squirrel Girl just started, so I think you're going to see. I don't think you're seeing any changes for Squirrel Girl um, because it's a super funny stuff, man. Uh, the the artist on it is fantastic. Um, it's so it's so good. The artist on it is really great. Uh, the writing in it is super funny, and it, it, it was a good place to just jump on and start something. So had you never read it before, you don't really need to know, and this is the thing about continuity, you don't need to know anything about Squirrel Girl to read this book. You can just jump in with this issue, even though it's a one, you know, they, in the first issue they drop in Craven the Hunter, and they do a really funny way of trying to get you to know who these people are, uh, because they have like Deadpool trading cards, and so the Deadpool trading cards are uh, for um, Squirrel Girl to you. So Squirrel Girl reads these cards to figure out who these characters are that she's she's like meeting and messing with. So uh, Doreen Green, Squirrel Girl, uh, has this set of Deadpool trading cards. She uses them to kind of figure out who the bad guys are. And it's your way as a new reader to introduce you to these characters are. I mean, I already know who Craven the Hunter is. I already knew who Galactus was. I, I already knew these characters, but it was still kind of cool to see them... Uh, in a new light, okay? Uh, Howard the Duck, same way. Do you need to know... Oh, you picked up Howard the yeah. Duck. It's already came out? Yeah, the first one already came out. Do you need to know anything about Howard the Duck? No. The only reason this thing is around is gotta be... The, the sting. He showed up in the end of... And you heard that was a fluke? Like, they, they had yeah. something else planned, and yeah. they couldn't, so they had to, like, scrap it, and, like, had, had like, the, uh, the animators at the end of... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. they had to quickly come up with something. Yeah. And he's like, put Howard the Duck in They threw Howard the Duck in there. Uh, but Howard the Duck was funny. Um, the art's not bad on Howard the yeah, Duck. Yeah, I really like the, the art on it. Because uh, he's living Joe, in the same apartment as She-Hulk. Yeah, they share the same yeah. like office building. Office building. So uh, Joe, uh, what's his last name? Uh, it's Quisada? on the front. Is it Qu- oh. Qu- Quinones? Joe Quinones. Quinones, yes. Yeah, Quinones does the art on it. Uh, he's also been, I follow him on Tumblr. He's been doing some art. He's doing uh, Archie versus Predator. And I'm super excited for Archie versus Predator. I think it's going to be a hilarious, a hilarious thing. Did you lose me? No, I just no. I picked up a hum for a second. Oh, I think it's your air conditioning. Too. Oh, it kicked on. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's hot in Arizona. It's hot. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. So uh, let's talk about comic books. Um, but I would think Squirrel Girl's super funny. Howard the Duck. And I think what they're going to do is they're not going to. These characters are so kind of like they don't. I don't want to say they don't matter, but they're so like you love this shit though. Like I you do. love this shit. I do shit. love it because it's my bump. It's my bubblegum read, bubble man. Gum. Yeah, man. At the end of the hard day, you're talking about economics and freakonomics. Yeah. you just want to sit down with some. Oh, Spider, Spider Gwen. Gwen. Spider Gwen came out. Also, what's the, what's, the, what's the idea behind Spider, uh, Spider Gwen? Gwen? So they did that. Gwen uh, Stacy. Yeah, they did like a Spider Man universe. What every Spider Man was coming Peter together. Porker. <laughs> yeah, they were doing this big Spider Man universe thing. Uh, so all the Spider-Men were together. Spider-Men. 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 All the Spider-Men were together. And so uh, Gwen had uh, a part of a short uh, a story in this in this big Spider-Verse arc. And people ate it up. Uh, I like her Spidey hoodies. It's such sweatshirt. a rad little costume, too. And when are we going to see that at Comic-Cons? Oh, already, man. I've already seen them on the internet. Oh, like yeah. People in their Spider-Gwen outfits. Um, but so that one Who's came that? out. And again, this is in a different universe. It's not in the 616. So I think if this does well and the next couple whatever, they can pull her in. It's actually – I can just look at the dialogue here. It's, I, I like it. I think it's already – we're talking about one of the things that I didn't enjoy with She-Hulk was the humor. Yeah. I thought it was a, a was little it bit – Was enough? Yeah. I like this one. Um, I'm looking at a panel here in this, the, the single issue of uh, – I think it's uh, issue two of Spider-Gwen. Issue two of um, uh, Spider-Gwen. And it's Spider-Gwen Spider uh, looking into the Hudson River, and Peter Porker is behind him. He goes, uh, Peter Porker says, ducking the Hudson River from a garbage boat. Oh, oh, excuse me. Puking in the Hudson River from a garbage boat. That's a powerful New York move, Gwenzella. <laughs> right? And it's, it's like a funny, it's super clever. Um, the guy who writes that, I think is the same guy who's, is, it, is he uh, writing Southern Bastards? Oh, um, Jason Aaron? Yeah, is that who it is? Is it? No, it's not. No, either. who is it? Uh, um, Latour, Rodriguez, and uh, Renzi. What's Latour writing? What is, is Latour doing art? Oh, Latour's doing art on Southern Bastards. Oh, okay, okay. He's doing art on Southern Bastards and writing this. Uh, it's super, there's super quippy stuff in here. Squirrel Girl has like little jokes at the bottom of each page. Like after you read the panels, you read it. And some of it's funny, but some of it's just like, <laughs> you know, wink, right. wink, nudge, nudge stuff. Um, but I thought I thought both of those were good. And they were good books where I didn't have to... 
I could give it to my daughter and she didn't need to know a ton of stuff, right? So New 52 started. I read the run of Wonder Woman. You didn't need to know any extra stuff. There was nothing yeah. pulling you down. Nothing whoa, whoa, whoa. continuity Squirrel based. Squirrel Girl, Wonder Woman, She Hulk. I know. Well, you got like you like that that feminine estrogen think, comic book energy. I think that part of it is is that um, things like Squirrel Girl don't take themselves seriously, and sometimes I think superhero comics take themselves too seriously. And I don't know that I want that from a superhero comic. But what does that say about the fact that all these titles? They're making women the big characters in the titles, and then they're just goofing off in them. I would, I would you know, maybe you're, maybe that has something to do. With it. I would say that there's a complete difference. Wonder Woman is definitely not. And you said Thor, female Thor, Thor is female awesome. Thor is yeah. in. Uh, I think that you're you're they're trying to find a way. They want to get more female readers. They do. Um, so something like this is something that pulls in new readers because it's funny. It's a girl who dresses like a squirrel, right? Right. Uh, and then it also gives you like a new take on stuff. And I, I think. Maybe uh, Spider Gwen. She's tough. She beats stuff. I like up, the but, art in Spider Gwen a lot. Yeah, there's Who's just the some jokey stuff in it. Latour, oh, the, Jason, sure, Jason yeah. Latour, yeah. doing that one. Um, it's just, it's just funny stuff. For so I think it's a good way to jump in. Howard the Duck. I'll probably get the next issue. Um, it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be, but it's like the first issue. So what you know. Because you could have gone really raunchy on Howard the Duck. You could have, and they and because even the eighties or the movie was kind of a little raunchy. When he was reading Play Duck, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an issue of Play Duck, uh, but yeah, I, I would say continuity can be a pain, but I think it's also good. Uh, but and for then, me as a reader, it doesn't it doesn't really matter all that much to me. Do you think that they're going to have to? And do you think part of this soft reboot or whatever? It's not a re, it's not a reboot. Not a reboot. Yeah. Um, do you think this is in an attempt to reset things and then use the movie continuity as a way to get new readers on? Because um, I heard the Guardians of the Galaxy spinoffs. Uh, uh, Brewbreaker was talking about this in an interview the other day. He was saying, he goes, he goes sometimes when a movie comes out, you notice a jump in books. He goes, I've never seen anything like a jump in readership as after Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. With new readers jumping on board. And now they have like Groot and Rocket. Yeah, and, Rocket has his out. Uh, Scotty Young, right? Scotty yeah. Young Scotty Young's doing oh, Scotty uh, Young. Rocket Raccoon. I, I think I have the first. I think have the first two issues in nice. that. It was pretty good. I think every everything can be pulled out of Scotty Young and be like a fun <laughs> like poster to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think I think I don't know if they're going to try to make the movie universe match it. But I think they're trying to make it less intimidating to jump onto. Right. So you've got another giant summer movie coming out. Uh, Age of Ultron is going to come out. It's going to be a huge movie. You know, a bunch of people who are going to go see it. Kids who saw the first Avengers are now a little older, maybe a little more comic book picking up and reading age. You know, and so maybe you you find new readers that way. Guardian of the Galaxy did a ton of books off of off of that. Right. Star Lord has his own book. All these guys because have they their can because because kids can claim that as theirs. Yeah. Because we didn't, no one no one claimed. No. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. No. I mean, that was shuffled around a couple of times, and they tried to reboot it a couple of times in the comics, but no one, you never saw anyone walk around with the Guardians of the Galaxy t-shirt. No. So this is where kids could enter and be like, yeah, the Avengers, like, I like that movie a lot, but my dad really loves it, and all that stuff, yeah. and, like, he kept telling me about how he read these characters when he was a kid, but, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, this is our shit. This yeah. is we. Yeah. This is where we come on board, you know? This yeah. is our uh, uh, Star Wars. <sighs> I, would, I, would say, I would say you're right, and I, I, would, I think that Marvel... In DC, are trying to find a way to get new readers. Whether that's making books like Squirrel Girl and Spider Gwen that have a a strong female character in them uh, to get more female readers in. Uh, Captain Marvel has been a really big one. Um, there's like a whole the Carol Corps mm-hmm. is like a, a big giant movement. Right. Um, and so I think those th- I think those things are good for comics. I've noticed that it's we haven't had a hardly an episode past where we haven't brought up comic book movies, especially in the variants yeah. when you start when you start talking casually about yeah. comics. It's so weird to see comics and films so inseparable. Yeah. And my question is with this whole continuity thing, is are I would hate oh I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's good, maybe it's a bad thing, but are comics gonna be used? As a medium now to uh, to feed the beast of Hollywood. Did you just see uh, so cro- chrononauts? Chrononaut, not like chrononauts, not chrononauts, but those are like croissant donuts. <laughs> Have you had those? I haven't been delicious. Chrononauts was a new book that just came out. Literally, first issue just came out, where it's about to come out. Already optioned for a movie. Already optioned for a movie. Wow. Um, well, so is um, um, Jeff Lemire's. Um, 
robot new robot one yeah de- i believe that's uh, option descender too. yeah it was so good dude such yeah. a great first issue um but i think like i don't know if it's people are writing comic books to get movies made or movies have now the film industry has finally decided like instead of picking up somebody's script that they've been kicking around let's pick up something that's because it's a franchise yeah let's pick up something that's done or something that started uh and do something with it yeah. And so it's something like something like uh, Chrononauts, who's going to really say – I mean it, it's not a comic book movie like Superman is a comic book movie or Batman is a comic book movie. You know what I mean? Those are superhero movies. I think there's so many options in comic book now, comic books now that comic book movies can be almost any genre, mm-hmm. right? So they're doing Cowboy Ninja Viking. Chris Pratt, who's in every single movie ever, uh, there's this comic book called Cowboy Ninja Viking. And it's about this guy. I think it's or is it Ninja Cowboy? Whatever it is. So one of those three things. Get it right, Josh. Right. I know it's going to be a movie. I better get it right. Uh, so he's like, uh, he was an experiment where they took people with multiple personality disorder and trained them to be assassins or something like that. So essentially, this guy is at times a cowboy, at times a Viking, and at times a ninja, and he kills people. And, and that's Chris Pratt's going to be. Yeah, I heard that Chris Pratt's going to be. Chris Pratt's in... also going to be in the 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 all bro Ghostbuster. Yeah, like I, heard, being, I heard that too. He's going to be. We're going to we're going to get. Oh, that's such a. It's going to be. Oh, you're going to be Pratt overload. Yeah, I think you're going to be a little too Pratt overload. I'm a little overloaded on uh, what's his name Cumberbatch. I could do without Cumberbatch. Mm, let me see Cumberbatch. I don't want him to be my. I don't want him to be my Doctor. Well, Strange, at least though. they made him smart. At least when they made him Schmaug, they yeah, only Schmaug. had his voice, <laughs> and he killed that Schmaug's oh, he, voice. Those he's movies good. weren't the, the best. But like when Schmog was on scene on on the screen, you were just like, oh man! Like I, just, I, I Schmog, <laughs> I just want to like listen Schmog. to his voice be like, it was it was it. really good. Uh, but I'm a little Cumberbatched out, dude. He's gonna be Doctor Strange, and I'm like, oh, a little right. Like that. Um, that's that's still down the road though. Yeah, it is down the road. Maybe I'll be. You could have his mental breakdown and go all like you yeah. know like Robert Downey and like filming yeah, you yeah. know. So, um, but yeah, you know, uh, there's just a ton of. I think there's so much to mine in comic books that aren't, you know, uh, anything. So we talked a uh, different issue before I had read Outcast uh, by Kirkman. And that's already Thank option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's already option for like a show. I think it's option for a TV show on Showtime or something like that. Um, they were supposed to do Chew, got optioned, but never did anything with it. Mm-hmm. I think Showtime was supposed to make a live action TV show about it. Imagine that right now. Right, that Chew. Would be, Chew would do well, really well. It's a whole foodie world. Yeah, you know? it's a live action show though. It's a little... It's a little outlandish, maybe, for live action. So they're doing a cartoon of it, um, and they're going to do that. But I think, I think like we're there's so much material that isn't superheroes to mind in comic books. Why, why, you know, we're in this new age of non superhero comics that the movie industry can come in and just pick stuff and make stuff with it. You know. Well, I'm glad that the the creators are getting paid that Hollywood money because yeah. up at this point there wasn't a lot of money unless you're like one of the top five artists and writers in the biz so it's nice that you can start something and people will option it for you that gives you enough money to sit around for a few years and yeah. come up with really cool ideas and maybe come up with the, the next comic that we all love the next preacher the next prophet yeah. speaking of which they just cast um um our space uh no they did uh, ca- they did, did, they did they? yeah it's a it's this kid i can't he's in something i saw i've seen him in something before but they, they cast our space they cast tulip as well they the did. only one i thought thought they cast it's the um um, the chick from uh, Shield, Agents of Shield, the black girl from Shield. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard that. I heard they were going to flip. The, I heard they were going to flip the uh, race on that. I think it's a good move. I think it's a, yeah. That one. That one. That, one, that one's it. fine. That one's uh, fine. You see? can't do it on Jesse. Like I understand we're living in a, a Donald Glover <laughs> Spider Man world, and you know, but come on. Uh, Jesse, who did I see there? Were There's gonna... so much racism built into that comic, but it, it's like yeah. the southernness. You can't. Yeah. You gotta keep. You gotta keep Jesse. Um, he's. They they name drop someone for it. And I can't remember who it was now. Oh, I'm gonna look up our face as soon as this is over. Yeah, our face is like a little kid R-space. that they pick for. He doesn't look like he has an arse for a face. They're gonna have to do some serious well, makeup. They're gonna have to do some kid. baseball bat to his yeah, face. Yeah, they they're gonna have to shoot him in the face or <laughs> do something uh, in order to make him look like that. Um, so you said you, I I think this has been a nice discussion on continuity yeah. on where you re, you read in the bathtub. Yeah, everybody now knows that you read in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also fart in there. For, uh, you do. You read I comic books and fart in there. So here's what here's what we're gonna do. I, I think I think this was a great conversation for our little uh, our little uh, variant episode here. Uh, so let's talk about what's gonna be on the next comic on the next 
podcast, and we talked about it already a little quickly. Uh, Daredevil by Frank Miller is going to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think we're going to get... Uh, Drawn by Klaus Jans- uh, Jansen. Yeah, Frank Miller pencils, Jansen. and then Klaus Jansen does the ink on it. Klaus. 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 He sounds like, he sounds like a, a diehard villain. Yeah, he does. I'm Klaus Jansen. Klaus Jansen. Jansen. Is it Jansen? Jansen. Jan- Klaus Jansen. Jan- yeah. I'm going to Jansen. And then he pulls like an AK out and shoots at, <laughs> at Bruce Willis. Like I think I think we're thinking like the Simpsons guy. Like who is... Uh, is Wolf- his name... Cla- oh, Wolf... Uh, Castle, Wolfenstein or something right, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now all the geeks are like, no! <laughs> You're wrong! <laughs> um, uh, but so we're going to read that one. Uh, we're reading it right now. I finished it, so it's going to be on the next podcast. Uh, who's on for that one? Who's our guest? Dan McCloy. Dan McCloy. Dan McCloy. Um, he is someone who um, has been in and out of comics like uh, you and I. So he's going to fit in nicely with um, – uh, we're exposing him to Daredevil because he's been a DC guy. Yeah. And so he was really excited to read Daredevil. Which is um, essentially like Marvel's Batman. Right. <laughs> and that's his, big, that's his big book, Batman. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see um, – what he thinks about going into the history of um, uh, a character he's not familiar yeah, with yeah. and um, the Marvel Universe. That's good. And then later on, we're going to talk a couple other books. I think we're going to do... go indie, baby. Well, I guess as indie yeah, as we're you doing Im- yeah, We're doing an image, image book. Image, yeah. We're going to do a couple image books. We're going to do uh, Copperhead. Uh, so I'm going to see if we can get the... I, I talked to the artist of Copperhead, uh, Scott Godlewski. He's going to hopefully be on the show and talk to us about it. So it's going to be you and me and Scott for that one. Scott Godlewski, uh, Sc- right? G- yeah, Godlewski. Godlewski. We'll ask him how to say it properly yeah. when he gets on the show. Gidlewski. Uh, and then after that, we're reading The Fade Out. Is that what it is, the next yep. one? Yeah. So the we're going to do The Fade Out, another I just book. got that in the mail. I just kind of thumbed through it. I'm, I'm oh. really excited about it's Fade pretty. Out. I it's haven't, pretty. I haven't, um, I haven't read it yet. Read it, but I, I am just the content alone. That's yeah. right up my alley. That's why I picked it, dude. Yeah. I figured it would be something that you'd it's be like. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get away from superheroes. We talked about She-Hulk and Daredevil. We're going to run away and do some sci-fi with Copperhead, and then we're going to do like a noir book mm-hmm. with the fade-out, and then who the heck knows what we're going to do after that. Mm, maybe a out. Mother's Day episode. Oh, we should do a Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. You're right. We should get both of our mom. Yep. Do I really want my mom on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She's a nice lady, but... My mom was an English teacher. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> we only have teachers on this podcast. Only on this podcast. That's all we do. Uh, but yeah, so that should be fun. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. You can find us again on the internets uh, at www.comicexposure.com, on Facebook at Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure. Follow us on the Twitter at uh, comic exposure. Uh, I would like to get us to 100 followers. We're yes. at like 89 right now. Here's Let's what I'm going to say it. I'm going to throw this out here and then I'm going to put it on the Twitter. The hundredth follower is going to get crap from us. We're going to send them something. Oh wow! You yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. We're yeah. going to send you a box. Uh, we talked about doing this before. A box called the Boot Crate, which yeah. is just like a bootleg loot crate or like Nerd Block or whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah. So we're going to put together some stuff and we're going to send it to you. It won't be anything creepy, I promise. Oh, I've already pulled some stuff from yeah, the yeah. Boot, so boot Crate. We've so got some stuff, and so it'll it's be, gonna be themed on all our old episodes. Yeah. So we're going to themed on all of our old episodes. We're going to send it to you. Uh, so hundredth person, as long as they're not like a bot on Twitter, we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna send. Because we're gonna right. have to we're gonna have to get your physical shipping address. Yeah. So like <laughs> I'll direct message you if you're a hundred person. I'll figure out where you're at and we'll, we'll get you on there. But that's what I'd like to do. So we'll find uh, you. you should yeah we'll find you. You should get on the Twitter uh, and follow us on there if you don't already. And thanks for listening. And Travis, see anything you want to say before trade, I... baby? Yeah, we'll see you next trade.